All right, Charles, we're back. Hello. <laughs> so we are back in the shop. We've been in the shop uh, this whole time, but things have been crazy. We'll talk a little bit about that. But welcome to episode three of It's Whiskey FFS, and we'll let Charles swear. For fuck's sake. <laughs> so, uh, yep, we're here at First Fill Spirits in downtown Saratoga Springs, New York. Uh, it's December, so I'm pretty pumped about that. I've got my coffee and a whiskey right here. And uh, we're here to bring some updates about the shop, Charles's travel. I'm going to do a blind tasting. Uh, we'll feature an Australian distillery as our distillery uh, of the podcast. And then we have some big news about a launch. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy these last few weeks. I uh, can't believe December is already here. Um, but holiday season, so you know, we had uh Black Friday last week, we did some specials for that, so it's been pretty crazy these last few weeks. So, good to be back on the podcast and uh, looking forward to uh, sharing some news. Speaking of single barrels, uh, a lot of today we're going to be talking about single barrels, but I wanted to talk to Charles about how. It wasn't this week, but how a previous whiskey week was because it was pretty exciting. We had a lot going on these last couple of weeks in our whiskey worlds. Um, both Holly and I um, had a big presentation with Saratoga Living mm -hmm. here in Saratoga Springs, about that. New York. So we were up on stage, really kind of first time I've ever done anything like that. But we did a world whiskey tasting uh, with about 65 people uh, here locally in Saratoga. We also had a big interview on a local uh, news uh, radio show called uh, WAMC here in the Northeast uh, with Joe Donahue. That was a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, we've had a lot of big things happen in the last uh, few weeks, but we did get uh, some barrels in too. So we, we've had just, it's been one thing after another these last few weeks. <laughs> So your Whiskey Week, let's talk about potential upcoming barrels that you just picked. Because last episode, we talked about how Charles was in Kentucky and Deja Vu, uh, lucky son of a gun. He was back in Kentucky, but he was picking some really special single barrels with his group down there. So we'll talk about those first. Yeah, so the first trip, and I spoke about this, we picked a town branch. I actually just heard today that they're bottling that up, so... Uh, hopefully not too long before we get that that barrel. But yeah, second trip to Kentucky in, in a matter of weeks, uh, which is pretty intense, uh, but a lot of fun. But two new barrels were picked during that trip. One at James E. Pepper, which was pretty exciting. It's a, it's a rye barrel that will be coming hopefully early in the year. And then we also did a really special barrel with Nulu. Uh, super excited about that one. I've had a few people taste from from the sample that I brought back, and they're they're pretty excited for that one to show up. But a toasted rye, so that's really exciting. So yeah, two two more barrels. So these barrels keep keep happening pretty quickly. And these ryes are, and I I like this about our bourbons as well, which we'll talk about. But yes, they're both ryes, uh, but they're wildly different, which I love. They'll sit next to each other well on a shelf. They're definitely for different moods. And different reasons and occasions so you did a great job yeah that that nulu one especially is um very unusual and incredibly good and just at first when i tasted it i wasn't even sure what i was tasting so 
that's what makes some of these uh, single barrels so much fun. They can be so different from each other. All right, so let's talk about the things that we have been sipping for the past two weeks, our single barrels. Um, and we we may have mentioned the Star Ward in passing before, um, but we actually have three exclusive single casts here at the shop. The first one to arrive is our Star Ward single malt. So Star Ward from Melbourne, Australia, uh, matured in Shiraz red wine casts. And that was actually a collaboration with the Saratoga Whiskey Club. And that happened way back early on in early 2021, which is pretty crazy. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about that one. I'll have Charles talk about that since it was with the club. And then we got two bourbons back to back. And again, I uh, it shows you the power of or the magic of maturation, but uh, and mash bills, of course, too. But we have two MGP bourbons, different mash bills. Uh, and about the same age and could not be more different. And I love sipping those side by side. Um, we have a Stellum bourbon, which is the higher rye mash bill, or sorry, higher corn mash bill. That one came in first. And then right behind it was uh, from our friend Dave Schmier and also Kenneth Etzbitz on Instagram. A quick little shout out, a collaboration with them, uh, some of our whiskey friends and that bourbon is tumbling dice which is the high rye or heavy rye as they call it on the label so the star ward was the the first star to the shop uh and people have been loving it so i'll have charles explain how we actually picked that one yes yeah, so early 2021 uh i got in touch with uh, some folks with redwood spirits who are behind the star ward kind of launch here in the united states and um, you know, we were fortunate enough to get in early enough to have first pick of the of the lot, uh, six barrels that were allocated to uh, the Northeast. And um, we were able to taste all six barrels with about 10 members of the Saratoga Whiskey Club, including uh, Dave Vitale, the owner of Starward, uh, and some of his uh, people. And it was really, really fantastic. And all of them were super good. It was pretty hard to choose. Uh, we did narrow it down to two different Starward barrels and found this one that really represents, I think, the distillery super well. And it's been a great success so far here in the shop. We've sold about half the barrel uh, already. So it's really wonderful. Um, yeah, super exciting. 55.7 ABV, like Holly mentioned, aged in uh, Barossa Valley Shiraz red wine casks. Uh, perfect kind of introduction to whiskey for a wine drinker, uh, possibly even a bourbon drinker, as it has, you know, some of those um, sweeter wine notes. Uh, not a sweet whiskey by any means. It is dry, but a lingering finish. Really nice uh, overall overall pick. Now, I was actually, I always get nervous, although <clears throat> Star Wars shows that they know what they're doing with wine casks, but... I do get nervous sometimes really with any wine cask finish, bourbon for different reasons, but for single malt, we don't see an exclusive maturation very often. I mean, especially outside of Scotland or Ireland. Um, so a full maturation makes you even a little bit more nervous, but Star Wars definitely knows what they're doing because with the American oak that these, you know, drier red wine, uh, drier red wines have been matured in, you can taste that American oak in this. There's that backbone of that 
-hmm. vanilla and coconut, which kind of eases you into more of that tannin and some of that spice and dry red fruit. So uh, yeah, that one, I, I don't really recall that evening, but I looked back at my notes and that one was big, bold, and the sweet just kind of jumped up and down, which uh, it was a really fun, fun roller coaster whiskey. So we're, we're proud of that one. Yes, definitely. And then we have Stellum, which is our first bourbon and the first bottle to actually have First Fill Spirits name on it, which is was pretty thrilling for us to see come into the shop. Um, and I always, this is really bad, but I, the only mash bill I can never just call off the top of my head is the classic MGP <laughs> bourbon mash bill. So what's the mash bill? Again? Of, of this one, of it's, yeah. uh, it's 75% corn, 21% uh, oh, yeah. rye, and 4% malted barley. For so, some reason, I always go like 75, 10, 4, and then I'm missing a bunch of grains. Yeah, it's still 21% <laughs> rye, but you don't, the, the rye spice definitely doesn't come through as, as forcefully um, on this one. So, such a high corn content. So I've been told in past lives as well that... Um, I'm a huge bourbon fan, rye. I'm an equal opportunist for all whiskeys. Scotch and single malt were my first true love. And I do like, I like citrus and some of these notes that you maybe can't achieve in a bourbon, but you can kind of hover on some of these really interesting, almost scotchy notes in bourbon while still staying true to that new charred oak corn, you know, those heavier sweet qualities. Um, and so I actually went down to New York City and met with the, the Barrel team. So Barrel Craft Spirits is actually who's behind Stellum. They have their own um, Solera vatting and blend of uh, your everyday, I guess, Stellum bourbon and a rye. So we obviously have a single barrel out of some of the casts that they, they purchased. And I went down and uh, came prepared with my extra water, seltzer, coffee, uh, nose was ready and uh, plopped down and grabbed three samples at a time. Eventually ended up going through almost two dozen samples. Uh, the the barrel that I chose this time around was, I think, in the second lot of three that I tried. So I narrowed it down to three, revisited them. At that point, I had my good friend Anthony um, down in New York City from Roma. I needed a little bit of a pep talk. He was kind of pumping me up, making sure I drank my water for the final final smell and taste of, of the final round. I took this very seriously, although I was smiling, of course, the whole time. And uh, I just kept coming back to, in particular, obviously I like the nose and the palate, but the nose of this single barrel just drew me in. And it has this very fruity quality to it, which again, you would you do get in bourbons, but you tend to find that more on the scotch side. So a very fruity, um, almost creamy sweetness on the nose. And then on the palate, it's just this dance of spice, sweet, honey. Um, it is pretty high in ABV. I did not pick it for this reason, although I think people are pretty happy about it um, regardless, but it's 60.91% ABV. So it definitely will uh, will wake you up a bit if it's your first whiskey of the day, but it's uh, it's got a gentle side to it as well. So we're uh, we're big fans of Barrel and Stellum. So I'm pretty proud to have this be one of our first first single barrels. 
everybody has been really excited about this bottle um, and we've had people coming back almost every day to get more of them and I think it's one of those special picks and it is high in proof but definitely does not taste high in proof it's one of those dangerous sippers you know you could probably go through a couple of pours of this pretty quickly uh, and then you have to realize that it is over 60 percent ABV so uh, definitely a special pick. Holly did a great job uh, for for kind of the first true store pick, um, even though Starward came in before. Uh, but really, really fantastic. Super exciting. And I was really nervous. I had the sample in my backpack. I got on the train to come back to Saratoga Springs, and uh, I kind of hid the sample for the first day. Or I was like, here it is, and I was watching kind of lurking to see when Charles was going to try it. I mean, this could make or break a partnership for <laughs> first single barrel. So it's like, oh boy, this is where we find out if we if we like the same stuff. I mean, we already know how our pellets lean and usually they lean in the same direction. But so I felt pretty good about that. But this little sample was just kind of sitting there and then Charles finally poured it and I sat there holding my breath um and and all was okay so uh, and then you have to get it bottled and make sure that you remembered it correctly so there's a whole wave of emotions <laughs> with the single barrel picks but we're uh we're happy with stellum so um and then right behind it was tumbling dice yes yeah, so i was in uh seattle back in july the summer um doing some research for some upcoming uh tours and i visited westland and and woodenville and Actually, our buddy Ken uh, lives out just north of Seattle near Woodenville. And so I met with him over there. We did a great uh, tour, uh, tasting, all that good stuff. And we were talking afterwards and he, he said, hey, you know, Dave Schmier has got um, some samples that he's sending me. And would you be interested in possibly doing a barrel with proof and wood? And sure. I mean, whenever you get an opportunity uh, to get into Dave's world, especially connected through somebody like Ken, who's Etzbiz on Instagram, um, you know, you want to take advantage of that. So he sent out four barrel picks to us. Two of them were Senator Rye barrels, and then two of them were Tumble and Dice bourbons. And we uh, had Dan, um, one of our partners, come join us. And we walked through these four barrels and ended up with this Tumble and Dice, which is, like Holly mentioned earlier, very, very different from Stellum. This one is uh, only 60% corn and a higher rye uh, percentage of 36. And then you have your 4% malted barley. It's 118.08 proof. Zero so, two. Zero sorry. two. Sorry, yeah. I can't see that. <laughs> um, so not too far off of uh, the proof of Stellum, but uh, very different flavor profile. You know, this one kind of hits you with that cinnamon spice kind of palette and then this sweetness comes from the back end for me it's uh, a really nice kind of combination of of what you're looking for in a high rye bourbon um, with the combination of the sweetness and that spice um, but overall very very excited and happy to have this one in our shop as well and this was unanimous i know we were the three of us we had closed <laughs> up the shop we all sat down gathered around uh, had our samples out uh, did them in silence and then um, you know we kind of perked up and said who's ready to go so we started just rattling off tasting notes and it was pretty clear pretty quickly of that we were all on board for for this single barrel so thanks for Kenneth's help 
Um, if you don't know Dave, he uh, has his whole proof in wood series. So different bourbons and ryes. We have a Polish rye in the shop. He has rum. Um, check out his, his website. I believe it's just proof and wood. Um, but they have all different uh, line extensions and brands of mostly American whiskey. He probably doesn't really remember me from <laughs> from the Drammers Club's events, but he uh, he's a great guy and obviously well-respected in the industry. So when he touches something, we're pretty excited to, to be a part of it. Um, and I'd want to mention too, I'm going to put, I think I can actually put the, the QR codes in all of the um, the links for, for the podcast so that you might actually be able to QR code them in, uh, in the podcast link. But anyways, we have decided Charles and I, that we want to explain and have people remember as they're sipping three weeks later, six weeks later, six months later, some of our single barrels that they might purchase, have them know the story. So how did we pick it? What are our tasting notes? What's the mash bill? Any of those little details that you might forget after you bought the bottle and you're sipping it with friends, uh, probably a few weeks later, not months, maybe it'll be gone after a few, a few weeks. But, um, so we are putting QR stickers on each bottle and it'll lead you right to our website and you'll have a full blog post and explanation of who chose it, why we chose it, what we love about it, why we're excited about it, so that you can remember the full story. Um, we really want to make our single barrels uh, have an emotional piece to them because we're uh, very passionate about what we pick and we know that you people are spending their hard-earned dollars on, on what we think is good and trusting us and uh, we want you to know exactly why we chose it and think it's the, the perfect fit for our shop. So you'll see it, it's our logo. It's that cool drop that's right in front of uh, First Fill Spirits, our name. Um, so it'll have QR codes um, on every single bottle going forward. So I'll put those in the podcast link. All right, Charles, let's do this blind tasting. Okay, I got a good one for you today. Hopefully it's hard. I got stumped last time. Well, we both have been discussing that blind tasting may have been a bad idea. <laughs> it's more difficult than we always anticipate. We're like, oh, we drink whiskey for a living. We sample new things all the time. We're tasting new cool stuff from all over the world. And then there you go, blind, you, uh, you fall to pieces. Harder, harder than you think. All right. So it's definitely single malt. Well, I shouldn't say definitely, but I feel wow, it's that's malt. a lot of uh, that's a bold <laughs> prediction there. It is dark though. I mean, it's the color of bourbon or new charred American oak. Well, we'll come back to it. Why don't yeah. you sip on it? Sherry cask, but yeah, maybe, let's keep going. Maybe sip on it. We'll talk about right. some of the new bottles that came into the shop over the last few weeks. Um, so we have some really fun uh, whiskeys that, that we have in our shop now. We, we did get some uh, incredible uh, Glenallachies. I, I really love what this distillery is doing out of Scotland. It's, uh, you know, every expression so far has been really fun. They have these wonderful single casks. We did get a Pedro Jimenez Punchin single cask in a 12-year. 56.9%. Uh, That's pretty exciting. 2009 single cask. Um, and then we did get the 12-year Portwood finish at 48%. Uh, you know, both of these just really fun. I just love the way they're experimenting with different cast types and finishings. And I don't know. I haven't been disappointed <laughs> too much by Glenallachie. 
How do you, uh, oh, those are Glenalkies. I'm thinking about the, speaking of finishes, um, the Murray McDavid's yeah. are the ones that get pretty wild thanks to the 700 ml bottle uh, adaptation this year. Hopefully everyone else is feeling it. I know we are here at the shop. We're uh, being told that this year's product line in 2022 and beyond have a lot of really cool new whiskeys that I we're not used to seeing on our shelves, particularly Black Adder, um, at least a wide variety. And the Murray McDavid's have some some crazy finishes too. I can never pronounce the is it is it Mursa, Tawny Port, with the C. I thought you would know. With... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, a lovely Tawny Port. Someone can correct us. It's the C with. Is it named after like a, a killer whale or something? <laughs> or orca Tawny Port. Murka orca. Orca. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, never know. Um, but they have. Uh, we have quite a few of them. Some single grain, single malts, but um, I'm really interested in, and so I picked these to talk about the 12 year old Kragalaki that's matured in sherry and finished in the Tawny Port. North British 13 year and a bourbon hogshead finished in Tawny Port. Coila finished in cognac. Um, and that's just the beginning. There's even some beer finishes. Um, Raj and uh, PM Spirits did a pretty cool job with all those. Yeah, really fun expressions. And uh, we, we ended up, we sold a 33 year Invergording today. So that was mm -hmm. pretty cool. So definitely really excited about the Murray McDavid line. We have a lot of their bottlings in our shop right now, which is really fun. Um, but yeah, we have um, some other uh, scotch. We have a Douglas Lang, the new uh, newer rock oyster, the cash strength, incredible value. Uh, it's a blended malt, you know, it's the island expression. So you're getting a lot of different maritime and brininess in there and really wonderful. Um, you, you know, I'm really excited about a lot of these new blended malts. Um, you know, blends are one thing, but when you talk about blended malts, they really Oh, they're just incredible. Um, definitely a category that needs more exploration uh, for sure. Uh, but then we have um, quite a few new American whiskeys as well. We we did bring in the Kings County Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Really fantastic. It's now six years old and pretty soon it will be seven. It's pretty amazing that these uh, local New York distilleries are getting up there in age and tasting really, really fantastic as well. And we did bring in the Bardstown Bourbon Company's uh, collaboration with Brad Paisley. They have their American Highway. Country. Uh, country, you know, <laughs> country music, whiskey. Uh, but from what we know, it's been, you know, doing really well and got great reviews. It's one of their, you know, really exciting new expressions that, uh, you know, everything that they've done so far has just been great. So... Pretty excited for that. And, and Brad Paisley makes you, well, it makes me think of high school. Oh, so how well, great. Maybe your high school. Throwback. But, uh, <laughs> growing up in San Francisco, was country music was far from our radar. Oh, uh, not cool. So, yeah, yeah. Not, not cool, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Hip-hop. Yeah, actually, that was, uh, yeah, Curtis Blow. That, that's more what we're talking about now, so... Um, <laughs> I might be dating myself there a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm not sure who you're talking about, but I bet he was really great. I bet he was really great. Um, uh, we also got a 16 year Tennessee uh, whiskey. It's a single cask, right? The Resilient. Mm -hmm. So sourced, but uh, fantastic. We heard great reviews from uh, a close friend about that one. Another uh, great price. 
um, and uh, lots of other ones as well. The the new um, uh, Japanese whiskey, Iway, um, finished in the Napa Red Wine Cast, um, and a few other things actually were trickling in over this week as well. So just keep an eye on our Instagram. Uh, as always, we have everything highlighted um, live and up to date on our uh, Instagram highlights. All right. All right. We're going to go back to the blind whiskey here. I want to see if Holly can get close. Uh, this one might be a little tricky, but who knows? You know, she's kind of a whiz with these things. So. No, I'm definitely not. But so this one, I've nose tasted it a few times now. I do think that it is. So at first, I actually thought that it had a little bit of peat in it. Now, it's kind of every other time I sip it, I'm tasting peat. And sometimes for my palate, Oloroso Sherry can present as an earthier peat. And the peat that I'm getting almost feels more of like a Glen Scotia peat. Um, I almost thought maybe it was a Glen Scotia, but it's not pronounced enough. And I'm only getting it every other time. So... I'm going to lean towards just more of it's I'm getting earthy sorts of notes um with that that Oloroso sherry cast. So if it's a single malt scotch, which it could be new world, but I'm going to go with scotch. One more sip, one more sip. I still get yeah, there's a a damp earthiness, but it's it's still quite sweet. So a Highland Speyside, uh first fill sherry. Any guesses on distillery or? Oh geez, it's kind. Of, I feel like Speyside's kind of tricky. Highlands are too. Um, it's not as spicy as I'm thinking. Maybe you gave me an IB. It's I find Glenroths and Linkwood to be a little spicy. If we're going Speyside, what else might we find in an IB? Um, Oh, geez. Should I just pick a random one? Yeah. A random distillery? Yeah. Uh, what do we got here? Um, don't, look a ben at our, Rins. don't look at ourselves. <laughs> I'll just go with, because we were talking about today, a Ben Rins First Fill Sherry uh, IB. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> but, you know, you got pretty much the area knocked down. So this is actually, it is an IB. Uh, this is a Gordon McPhail. Uh, I bought this bottle actually in Elgin uh, in 2018 when I was there with my Rascal and Thorn uh, tour. And um, it's a Glen Turret, 14, mm. 14 year. It was their Spirit of Speyside release for the Speyside Festival in 2018. And it is, I think, just a fantastic whiskey. We, we did it at one of our whiskey club tastings. And um, I don't know. It was one of the better whiskeys that night, uh, for sure. And just fun, you know. I think mm -hmm. Gordon McPhail when they when they release a bottle for a festival, you mm -hmm. know, you know, it's going to be something special. So is it first fill sherry? I believe it was. I'm not 100 percent so. sure, but oh, I'm glad I didn't 55. go with Fifty-five point nine percent ABV. Glen famous grouse. Bark, bark. There you go. <laughs> That's listen, not what a famous grouse. Listen to says. that call. <laughs> Yeah, that's not what it says. But now they have their own single malts too, right? Glinter, it has, they released. Yeah. Maybe not here in the States, but um, all right, cool. Well, I'll take it. Yeah, you did pretty Scotch well there. Scotch and cherry. At um, least you didn't say it was bourbon. 
<laughs> no, definitely on the on the pallet for for sure. It, that was ruled out pretty quickly. Uh, so distillery focus today, we wanted to go outside of, cause what we did, a American distillery focus in Scotland and we decided, Hey, we've got Star Wars in the shop. We love Star Wars. Let's talk a little bit about a Melbourne distillery, new world whiskey, um, and Dave Vitelli over, over at Star Wars. Yeah. So Star Wars again, uh, our first barrel pick here in the store and, you know, that first experience with them picking the barrel just got us so excited about what they're doing over there. And, you know, I think my first introduction to Australian whiskey was back in 2015. I think I tasted a Sullivan's Cove uh, in Edinburgh. And I, I was just like, what is this? Like, I had no idea they were making whiskey in Australia. So to come here, we are six years later and actually picking a barrel from an Australian distillery. It's pretty damn exciting. And I don't know, I've been, I've been just super intrigued by this area. They've been doing a really great job at Star Wars. David Vitale was super nice to come on with us twice. We did not only the barrel pick, but then we had a big, big tasting with the Saratoga Whiskey Club where we actually did a distillery tour via Zoom which was really fun as well and tasted, I don't even remember, eight different expressions, I think, of Star Wars. So, you know, they're doing a lot of fun stuff, a lot of different single barrels now across the country. You know, some of the bigger retail stores, the whiskey stores are doing them as well. And um, just excited to, 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 to be associated with them. And I was fortunate enough to go and visit, I think I went twice to... Um, to Star Wars. The first time I actually walked around with Dave, which was pretty cool. And That's I remember awesome. that was right on the cusp of, um, and they were already large is, um, is relative. Uh, a lot of distilleries, as we know, even here in the States, but the sort of craft boom and Australia has its own boom from the 1990s, thanks to, to Bill Lark and a few other folks starting in Tasmania and then it obviously moving up um, and beyond into mainland Australia. But uh, this distillery here is was quite large compared to most distilleries that you would find in Australia at that time. This was now four or five years ago. And Dave consistently said that I want an, to make an Australian whiskey that can go in the sharing cabinet, not the lockup cabinet. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of uh, Australian whiskey can be very expensive. As we know, you know, it's just production and scale and... Uh, if you make good stuff, uh, supply versus demand. And uh, he's done a fantastic job. And right around that time, um, Diageo has this separate arm um, to invest in really up and coming distilleries and brands all over the world. And they uh, chose out of probably hundreds of distilleries, but to invest in Star Wars, which I think is saying something, the largest drinks conglomerate in the world. Um, they still stay true to their brand, but just helps them to really bump up production uh, techniques, any technical information they might need. Dave actually moved here to the United States and now hopefully people are starting to see Star Wars um, and, and it's an affordable price. You know, it's not uh, many, many hundreds of dollars and comes into the States every few years. It's uh, here to stay um, and it's fantastic tasting as well. Uh, so I was, uh, I always get nervous with any sort of investment, but this uh, has stayed true. Starward has stayed true to their original mission and goal. 
Yeah, I, th I like the fact that, you know, Dave's kind of vision for the distillery and their products is, you know, it's definitely an Australian, uh, you know, backbone, right? So you're using the vineyards from Australia, you know, they're, they're using the drastic uh, four seasons in a day, which is what's known in Melbourne, you know, they get the cold and the hot and so the aging happens rather quickly. Um, you know, it's it's a true, true expression of what Australia is. And one of the cool things I remember when talking with him was, you know, about his interest in food. And, you know, when you when you think about food and pairings and 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 and, and alcohol in general, you know, typically you think wine first off when you're thinking of pairings with food. But, you know, Starward and being aged in wine casks, and I think that's where Dave really kind of you know, honed in on this concept of, of making something truly Australian and, and using the local resources. And I think a lot of that was because of his love for food. So it's kind of fun to see that as well. And, um, you know, there's so many different cool Star Wars expressions now as well. And hopefully we get more of them here in the shop too. Yeah, I love to think about what's what's in their backyard, you know, the Barossa Valley, just like our single cask, you know, what it was matured in and just utilizing and putting your own spin um, of of what single malt means to you. And I, a lot of people in this new world whiskey scene still want to compare Indian and Taiwanese whiskey and other single malts to Scotland. Um, and uh, what they're doing there really puts a stamp and says, uh, you know, we're not finishing this whiskey in uh, Australian red wine cast. This is full maturation. Um, obviously, that's not true for all of their uh, their releases, but most of their releases have that wine touch. And I really like how they're doing that. And you get better fresh wine casts when it's in your backyard. So that's always helpful that it doesn't have to travel either. Yeah, definitely a distillery to keep your eye on. And um, just one, one quick big shout out to uh, Georgie Zedeman who hooked us up with not only, you know, Starward Barrel, but also with the great tasting that we did with Dave for the club as well. And really cool. Great guy. Yeah, we love Georgie. He's going to move up to Saratoga Springs, I heard. Oh, yeah. You know, he just <laughs> texted me that uh, like five minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, he's just obsessed with the store and yeah. everything he ever does will come to the it's shop. It's going to be like a permanent honeymoon <laughs> up here. Hope he's listening. Maybe this will <laughs> get him to listen. We have one new listener. <laughs> I'm glad we put this at the end so he has to listen to the whole podcast. Yep, you know it. All shout outs go at the end. So you just have to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> um, and then our headline news is just a little bit selfish, but whatever. I decided that that's what it should be. But we've been a little bit coy, a little bit shy. Um, but I think we're uh, about to officially announce, although we have been getting orders, but our First Fill Spirits website, online ordering, is now live and, and ready to go. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, it's pretty exciting. We're, we're very proud of the work that um, our web designer and partner, Dan Graham, put in. Another shout out there. But, um, you know, we've, we've worked hard on this website. It's, it's been a lot of work, just content-wise, photo-wise, the whole nine yards. You know, we're going to keep adding details to it it's still in the infancy so you know don't don't uh if there is a glitch don't give us a problem yet we're not ready for that but you but know let us, us let us know yeah, yeah let us, us know it. but don't you know 
Don't be mean. Charles is saying, yeah, be nice. Yeah, be, be gentle. Nice. Be nice. But yeah. tell us. Yeah, and order. <laughs> you know, and order. That's the main thing. If you order and be nice, two stars. Then Charles is always nice. Yes. I won't be <laughs> Nice on nice. Yes. So uh, right now it's sort of a phased rollout, but we, of course, can, I think everyone should just visit Saratoga Springs at some point. Mm -hmm. So we can hold bottles for you here as, as long as you'd like. We're, we're going to have uh, mini lockers. You can, you can hold your whiskey here and we'll hang on to it. Make sure, you know, we have a lot of very limited bottles. So don't worry, it'll be in a safe place for when you can visit. And we so won't drink it all. We'll just make we'll sure stare it's at safe. It. Yeah, we'll talk yes. about it. We'll bring it out. We'll look at it, dust it. And, yeah. you know, um, I guess maybe if after, I don't know, maybe we put a, a timeline. If you don't come after five years, we, we drink it. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. I like <laughs> and that. And tag you on Instagram. Yeah, there you go. Um, so right now it's just, um, shipping's just available in New York State, but uh, go check it out. Just get a feel for it. I think you'll like the photography. We have a lot of great content. As anyone who's put together a website knows, it's it's a, it's a lot to manage, but we want to provide as much information as we can to people that maybe can't come into the shop. Um, we want you to have the same feel the same welcoming feel um, and we're going to be having uh, different membership opportunities and lots of different features on the website that people can participate in going forward. Yeah, lots of news as well, blog posts, travel stuff, you name it. So definitely a place to keep coming back to to see what we're doing and Instagram as well. You know, if you really want to keep up to date with everything that's coming in on a daily basis, Instagram is probably the place to be for that. Um, check out our stories and highlights and all that good stuff. So we're here, we're, uh, we're a shop, you can come visit us, and we are online, firstfillspirits.com. So reach out, let's talk whiskey. We'd still love to see you in person though. So 68 Washington Street, Saratoga Springs, New York. We have a couch, so it's not to sleep on, but to sit 